people of the world, students, take your seats. Have a seat. Today, it's episode 129 of the greatest show that I host live on YouTube. It's Marketing as a Foreign Language. Today on the show, Google December Core Update. Oh me, oh my. If your rankings are going crazy, if they're going up, if they're going down, we might, we might know why Facebook outsources decisions because they don't want to be held liable. Do you understand me? Watch out, LinkedIn. A couple of entrepreneurs are coming up with a younger, cooler LinkedIn. Entrepreneur consults employees before layoff. This is, an, this is an interesting story about a gentleman who said, yeah, we're not doing well as a company. So should I just fire people or what do you think, employees? Which businesses got the PPP money? Who got that paycheck protection money? Was it me? Was it you? Was it the big guys? I don't know. We'll dive in. Hey, guess what? Show starts now. Google December core update, searchenginejournal.com. Google confirms a core algorithm update, the December 2020 core update. It's rolling out today. If it's anything like what this year has been like so far, it will somehow destroy all rankings. According to the article, this is the third core algorithm update of the calendar year. A fair amount of time has passed since the last one. So what is really going on? It's unlikely the pandemic delayed the rollout of Google's next core update. We get it. Expect Google to publish a tweet when the update officially starts rolling out later today. That was yesterday, so it should be rolling now. Historically, SEOs and site owners assume the worst when it comes to core updates, though these updates are also opportunities for sites to be rewarded for their optimization efforts. We here at Send It Rising definitely like updates because... It gets rid of all of the nonsense that other people have been doing, and it generally benefits us. So what should we do based on the core update? Here's my 2020 list of things you should be doing. Number one, you should have a show. Everybody should have a show. It is the modern form of advertising. And uh, the only way you're going to get a show that is popular in any way, shape, or form is by having a show. So do a live show if you want to. Do YouTube videos if you want to, but you have to do video. You just got to. You can hire a company like ours to do blog content development for you, and that's good. That will get you somewhere down the road. That will help. If you don't do video, however, it's very easy for the people that are doing video to easily jump ahead of you. Um, the reason is every word spoken into YouTube videos auto captions, and so that's additional content. You can embed those videos on your site. It increases the time spent on websites, which is very important. You can add a link to the description of all your YouTube videos, which obviously adds more backlinks. And at the end of the day, uh, you, uh, you just got to do it. Shout out to Max Miliano Lopez. Shout out to Max Emiliano Lopez coming to us from Facebook. Much love, Max. Thanks for joining us and chatting today. So yeah, got to have video, got to have a live show. Um, YouTube, we are running a ad right now on the YouTube machine, and my cost per view is two cents, dos centavos. So it's really not that expensive. 
And that only counts if folks watch 30 seconds or more of the ad. If they watch 29 seconds or less, they hit that skip button in the first five seconds. You don't pay. And so you get a ton of impressions and that's how you get the word out. So yes, it's nauseating to say, but the reality is what it was last year and the year before that, which is quality content is king and queen. It's the winner. So it's probably better to create one spectacular piece of content and share it on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn, blah, 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 put money behind it than it is to create eight. However, I think a lot of companies don't understand that consistent social media is also important. So it's a tough kind of balance and it depends what your budget is and how much time you have. Facebook outsourcing its decisions. This from techcrunch.com, Facebook funded a Facebook funded body that the tech giant set up to distance itself from tricky and potentially reputation damaging content moderation decisions has announced the first bundle of cases it will consider. This to me is just kind of like a PR push for Facebook. They're going, hey, look, we don't want to be held responsible. Don't make us make these decisions. We don't even care about the decisions. What we care about are the ad dollars. We want you to like us. We want you to continue to go to Facebook chat in messenger so we can see the messages that you're writing get a better demographic persona of who you are and target better ads so that our advertisers spend more with us this is what we want what we don't want is to play judge um, about things that we could care less about and so we're just gonna outsource that to someone else so that they do it so that you'll continue to like us which isn't a terrible move but it's also it just goes to show that it's the money. I mean, they want it's about the money. I mean, they're a private company. They want to be profitable and they want you to like them. Um, according to the TechCrunch article in a press release on its website, the Facebook Oversight Board, the FOB, says it sifted through more than 20,000 submissions before settling on six cases. It's like the Supreme Court of Facebook, one of which was referred to it directly by Facebook. The six cases it's chosen to start with are, oh, we are not going into all six cases, but we'll start with one. There's a case from France where a user posted a video and accompanying text to a COVID-19 Facebook group, which relates to claims about the French agency that regulates health products, quote, purportedly refusing authorization for use of hydroxychloroquine. Of course it's hydroxychloroquine. And Zithromycin against COVID 19, but authorizing promotional mail for remdesivir. End of quote, with the user criticizing the lack of a health strategy in France. Uh, Yeah, so welcome to FOB, which is the Supreme Court of the Kingdom of Facebook. It is what it is. Zuckerberg doesn't want to make these decisions. Executives at Facebook don't want to make these decisions. They're going to have ridiculous public blowback no matter what they do. Um, And so maybe this is the natural evolution of a company the size of Facebook where they develop a Supreme Court that is an external body. It's it's like they're taking a page out of the playbook of the United States democracy by doing this, which I don't know. I can't really blame them. But we are going to hear a lot more about FOB as time ticks forward. The Facebook, I'm trying to get the acronym. What was it? Facebook something something FOB. Can't find it. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. It's this uh, board that Facebook is using. It's basically this. There we go. Facebook Oversight Board. You're going to be hearing a lot more about the Facebook Oversight Board. 
Watch out LinkedIn. This one from finance.yahoo.com. When was the last time you used LinkedIn to genuinely find and connect with someone? Honestly, me? Pretty much like twice. Uh, that being said, my wife is a video game recruiter. She recruits the art, the artists, the directors, all these sorts of folks um, for like Xbox games, PlayStation games, that sort of stuff. She's on LinkedIn all the time and she connects with people every day. I, as the owner of a marketing agency, I just don't use it. It just doesn't work. It's mostly spam. It's mostly garbage as far as I can tell. Back to the article. How often did you feel like the platform was less about becoming more productive and successful as its mission claims and more about just looking the part? Yeah, I, I just, it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, it's a problem that RMIT University student Dhruv Verma and Swinburne University graduate Joe Gibbs are on a mission to fix with their app Group Tag. So the basic idea of this group tag is like a LinkedIn for younger people. So five months ago in the midst of lockdown, the 20-year-old Verma had the idea of a new Gen Z-friendly networking platform. Okay, we get it. But what is the idea here? So the, okay, the app essentially aims to be Gen Z-friendly version of LinkedIn and wants to better, to be better than the networking giant at facilitating conversations and connections between young people, which the pair says are excluded from the platform. I don't think you're excluded from the platform if you're like 22. You can be on LinkedIn and it's just fine. GroupTag research found that just 17% of LinkedIn users' base were between the ages of 18 and 24. On top of this, most people, 84% in this age bracket, don't even use it because they found it intimidating and made for suit and tie types. I mean, it depends what your industry is. Uh, quote, if you actually go on LinkedIn, it's a lot of people just telling stories to make themselves sound better. That's exactly what it is. That's what Facebook is. That's what all of these social media platforms are. So if you find them, okay. So like a cross between Tinder and LinkedIn. <laughs> it's LinkedIn Tinder. Oh man. Who wants to do LinkedIn Tinder? Anybody? Just me? LinkedIn Tinder. Like a cross between LinkedIn and Tinder. The app works via geolocation. Your Discover feed shows you people near you that match your interests. All right. If you find them interesting, you send them a wave, which is a group tag lingo for a friend request. If the other person thinks you're interesting too, they can wave back and you go from there. It's funny. Um, it's almost like a, I don't know if you've ever heard of BNI, Business Networking International, but uh, this reminds me a lot of BNI. It's kind of like, it's a one-to-one -one in BNI where you just get together and chat with random people. I mean, they're really effective. This is actually kind of interesting, not going to lie. So it's all about that wave. So watch out, everyone. We've got a new app on the block group tag trying to take some of that LinkedIn market share. It would be interesting if uh, LinkedIn did something like that. I guess you could message folks and just say, hey, do you want to hop on a Zoom call and chat? I guess. Could I do more of that? Probably. Am I interested in doing that? I am not. Entrepreneur consults employees before layoff. This is entrepreneur.com. Pretty interesting what this particular entrepreneur decided to do when they took a huge hit. So according to the article, before making a tough decision that impacts your team's future, Gravity Payments CEO Dan Price has a simple suggestion. Ask them for advice. All right. Let's see what he did here. So 2020 was crazy. We get it. Uh, Dan Price says there's a third way. Okay. So basically, when the economy stumbles, laying off people. Okay. We get it. The solution, he says, is to act as a team. Quote, your team is so much smarter than you. I would, I would agree with that. Price says, quote, mine is give power to your people. Be honest and democratic. They will find solutions that you can't see 
So Price made waves in 2015 when he took a million dollar cut to institute a $70,000 minimum wage for his employees, which I love. That's incredible. Um, obviously, you need to have a good website, or I'm sorry, a good good enough company to have a minimum wage of 70 Gs. That's pretty impressive. So he isn't the kind of boss who is quick to do layoffs, but he was feeling pressure this year. His company, Gravity Payments, processes credit card payments for more than 20,000 small businesses. It's funny that it's credit card payments. One of my biggest pet peeves about being a business owner is credit card payments. I just look at how much these credit card companies are making from the fact that I'm just trying to get paid. I get that their infrastructure is incredible, but, but I'm just like, come Bitcoin. Like, let's go. Like there is, there is a better way. You know, we don't need like visa stadium. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I understand that what they did ushered in a revolution of new technology and that's really cool. And I'm, I'm very, thank you all the credit cards for making payment much easier and people get points and it's, it's a whole thing and I get it. It's fine. It's cool. Um, that being said, it is, it is antiquated at this point. I mean, coming into 2021, we have got to have better payment options than this. And so, yeah, the guy is running credit card payments. You know, it's, it's like the best money ever because it just, it's, it's like, incredible recurring revenue, basically, credit card payment processing. Anyway, you can tell it kind of struck a nerve there. So anyway, their revenue disappeared and the onset of the pandemic, obviously, because people are spending way less. Uh, he said we were losing 1.5 million a month. Uh, we had three months before we'd be out of business. So that's a little reality check for me. So here I'm sitting, you know, thinking that, oh yeah, credit card processing is great, it's fantastic, it's this amazing thing. And this dude, um, this CEO, Mr. Price, struggled obviously. So he explained to his team of 200, ouch, and they offered a solution. Instead of layoffs, let them anonymously volunteer for pay cuts. Whoa, that's crazy. Anonymous volunteering for pay cuts. I thought it was crazy, Price says. I figured we'd waste a week's worth of time to learn it wouldn't work. He was wrong. His team volunteered nearly half a million dollars a month off their salaries. Some offered their total pay. Others offered 50%. Others offered five. Price capped all contributions at 50%. It extended our runway to somewhere between 6 and 12 months, he said. By late summer, he was confident enough in Gravity's future that he paid back all employees. Whoa! Businesses love to talk about caring for people. This is a quote, but the conventional wisdom is what really matters in these situations is your balance sheet. Wow. I didn't expect that. I didn't read this article before the show started. I just had a general skim just of it, but I didn't realize that he just said, you know, anonymous voting for pay cuts. That's crazy. Wow. So Price says he knows that there's another way. Don't cut your team. Work with them instead. Wow. Well, I'm impressed. Which businesses got PPP money? So paycheck protection money. Uh, I happened to get some money from the government of the United States, and I was very happy to receive that money. Um, it helped level off what was a difficult year. You know, as a owner of a digital advertising agency, luckily at Send It Rising, we don't have uh, casino clients and we don't uh, have restaurant clients. Um, so if you are an agency in Vegas that specializes in casinos and restaurants, obviously you took a huge hit. We're mostly plumbers, electricians, self-storage, CPAs, service, small service-based businesses by and large. Uh, but we obviously have all sorts of uh, other clients like a Chinese uh, herbal company. We're all over the place. 
anyway, um, we received money. Um, but, uh, you know, I think objectively you could consider us a small business. We do um, less than a million dollars of revenue a year. You know, we've got, I don't know how many employees you'd, you'd say because we've got a bunch of part-time writers working for us. It's kind of an odd number to try to – it's an odd – it's difficult to explain. Anyway, we're a small business. Um, so according to this article, WashingtonPost.com, more than half of the money from the Treasury Department's coronavirus emergency fund for a small business just went to 5% of the recipients. So this is interesting to me because um, I won't say who, but I have someone in my network who uh, makes a lot of money, has a pretty big company, and he got paid out right away. Um, so there are folks, you know, like the larger company you are, um, if I remember correctly, the banks receive a larger portion of the loan, so it's still one loan, and so they have an incentive to give out, you know, the $72 million lo loan or whatever you call it, grant, PPP money, to large businesses over small businesses. So right off the bat, it felt unfair to small businesses. Um, and then obviously just when you look at the size of businesses, you know, like a Coke or a whomever, they're just going to get a ludicrous sum of money because their payroll is so ridiculous. So anyway, according to the data of this WashingtonPost.com article, more than 5 million loans um, were released by the government Tuesday evening in response to a Freedom of Information Act. Got it. So according to data on the governor's Paycheck Protection Program, about 600 mostly larger companies, including dozens of national chains, received the maximum amount allowed under the program of $10 million. Oh, I didn't realize there was a maximum. So caps at $10 million. Officials from the Treasury Department and the SBA, Small Business Administration, have argued the program primarily benefited smaller businesses because a vast majority of the loans, more than 87%, were for less than 150000 Ours certainly was as of August, but the new data shows more than half of the $522 billion in the same time frame went to bigger businesses, and only 28% of the money was distributed in amounts less than $150,000. So if that's the cutoff, 150 Gs, then yeah, 20% of the money was distributed to folks like me with a smaller company. So the data shows that this program primarily benefited the well-banked and well-lawyered at the expense of the small businesses it was supposed to benefit. Now, if you're Coke, yeah, there's probably... You, ha you should have like a larger runway. You should, should have a larger runway. Um, so it's it's hard for us to feel bad for these large companies. Um, it's a tough one because it depends on the company, right? It's like Marlboro versus the United Way. I know United Way is a nonprofit, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, so it's interesting to me that the general reaction – that I have is the ah big business is sort of like big business bad, which is just so incredibly um, myopic and I, I would argue ignorant because big businesses are made up of ridiculous numbers of jobs of people who are not rich. <laughs> you know, how many people does Coke employ? And so this this idea that ah well big businesses got a lion's share of the money, it's like, yeah. I mean, there's a decent read like look at the article we just read about Dan Price. He's got two hundred people working for him. And he probably got PPP money. Should he not? Right? Should this guy not get it and these 200 people not get this money just because they're like larger than average? 
Um, that's just it's kind of a silly way to look at it as far as I can tell. So I'm not down for this argument of, well, they're bigger, so they shouldn't have got it. But it is important to note that um, apparently the larger companies did receive more, but that's not surprising to me. And I'm also not complaining about money from the government essentially for free. I'm still waiting for the money to get forgiven, uh, the loan itself. But uh, I don't know. This doesn't enrage me. It might enrage some people. And you could probably find an anecdotal um, example of a company that I would disagree with fundamentally that received this money. Like you say, oh, what about XYZ company? They shouldn't be receiving this money. And I'd probably agree with you on a case-by-case -case basis. But by and large, if we're going to speak in generalities, I'm not, I'm not bugged. So we're going to do a summary. But before we do, uh, thank you. Maximiliano for the comment today. Um, we would love for you to swing on by the live show, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Chat with me. I want to hear your voice. I want to see your words on that chat screen. Um, you can send us questions, thoughts, comments, whatever, to info at senditrising.com. And give us a ring, 702-263-0141 if you have any questions about internet marketing, um, SEO, pay-per-click, websites, social media, that sort of stuff. Happy to help. Um, and then we're available on Spotify, iTunes, and a whole bunch of other podcasts. So why don't you check us out? If you're enjoying us on uh, YouTube after the fact, uh, please do swing by the live show. I want to hear from you. And if you want to play chess with me, open invite. Open invite. Anyone wants to play chess. I will even play chess with you live on the show, after the show, if you want. Google December core update. So rankings are going to go nuts for a bit. That's just the nature of it. Don't freak out. Facebook outsourcing its decisions. Uh, we're gonna hear a lot about this Facebook oversight board. It should not come as a surprise that they're doing this. Facebook just wants you to like them and not get angry at them. So they can say, ah, oh, it was the Facebook oversight board, not us, it was this third party that made that decision. Watch out LinkedIn. Um, I'm interested in group tag. I think that's an interesting um, move. Um, and I wish the founders of that particular social media app all the luck in the world. Best of luck to you entrepreneur consulting employees before layoff. This idea of asking people to volunteer a uh, price reduction, not price reduction, a salary reduction, never heard of it. So you learn something new every day. Which businesses got PPP money? Well, mostly the big ones, um, unsurprisingly. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for swinging by the show today. And we will see you all, not tomorrow, but on Monday. 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for the next episode of Marketing as a Foreign Language. Class dismissed.